On the show, a man of many voices, the spectacular John Blake joins us in studio. Rosie on the rise. Port Rookie gets the nod after breakout performance. The Wonder Mayor is headed for retirement, but should Wanks have one last spring ride? That's all coming up next on The Press Box. Another great show coming up for you here on The Press Box. Thank you for joining us. You've got Sam, you've got Jace, you've got Dale. Hello, fellas. Another great week. So yes. good to be back. Great week. Great weekend. Good weekend. Very good weekend. Very busy weekend. How was yours? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was all right, except for Saturday night. That was that was a sour part. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, at least uh, at least we played. This was better than Thursday night. That was pretty good. Oh, well, bloody Port Adelaide and Brisbane is one of the most entertaining games of football I've watched in a long time. So you shouldn't be too disheartened. No, no, absolutely laid an egg in the last five minutes. Yeah, mm, not, just not a not shame happy. we couldn't get it done. Yeah, not happy. Rosie kicked five. We'll talk oh. about him later, but gee, he was um, he was superstar. They've got a couple of nice kids coming through that team, oh. so it's definitely some kids to build on for and the future. Around the competition too, it was about four uh, contenders for rising star. Anyway, let's let's get onto that a bit later. Firstly, Off the top. Firstly, oh here we go. We, we've really got to self indulge once again because we like to do this. <laughs> but someone else on this show has decided to ask for a clip of their own work, <laughs> and this week it it's wasn't not me. Jace. <laughs> <laughs> It's good that you said you were going to get Nathan Sobey's number 20 on your Adelaide 36. Yeah, well, I decided to scrap that. Well, very good decision, because he won't be a 36. Wow. Oh, he won't yeah, be a 36. He'll be a Brisbane Bullet. Oh! oh. <laughs> there we go. Well, who was right? I was right. Well done. <laughs> I actually like the wall better. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you had a bit of inside mail, and all of a sudden, we find out last week that Nathan Sobey's off. He's going to Brisbane. He is going, yes, and uh, it's a g- good decision for him, a very, a very wealthy decision uh, mm. for him. Uh, I've been uh, been reliably informed, but uh, and to get to play underneath uh, the Boomers coach uh, is uh, going to be uh, good for him. But uh, as I heard uh, someone else uh, say during the week, it's also possibly a bad thing for his Boomers thing because if you're under the coach's yes. nose yes. every day... You'll see your flaws. You'll see your flaws as well. So, um, yeah, good, good luck, Sobes. But, uh, yeah, they, they've got an, a scary lineup with the imports to come in. So, yeah, look out. To, uh, here come Brisbane. And Sam's just thankful that he doesn't have to... <laughs> he didn't get Nathan Sobey's jersey. <laughs> we could have had the ceremonial burning. <laughs> we could have, there. actually, but that would have cost me $100. <laughs> I didn't need that. Um, interesting that Madrock Ding ended up going to the Cairns Taipans as well during the week, which was one that we didn't see probably you know, in sight. I think it was a little bit left of centre, but uh, he didn't go to the southeast uh, Melbourne Phoenix. Yes, but I did say he was leaving the 36ers, so oh, I was did. half right. Okay, but, well, uh, let's not make it about the, you. The Phoenix, uh, <laughs> the Phoenix got their man in, in Daniel Trist, who mm. actually... Uh, Play for Melbourne United and actually got sacked by Melbourne United halfway through last season. Um, he's then went off and played in Spain, and so he's back in Melbourne playing with the Phoenix. So that sort of uh, took up uh, Majuk's spot, and uh, Cairns went, "Thank you very much. Uh, here's a three-year deal, and uh, off he goes." I guess the question is now, what does that leave the 36s? They haven't brought in anyone yet. Um, mm. You're the NBL man. You're the man <laughs> that knows everything about this league. Where are we sitting at the moment? Uh, for the 36ers, they are in the, the biggest holding pattern I've, I've ever seen. The, the, every, nearly every team has made a, made a decision yeah. or a, a signing or released someone or something. And, uh, Have they just forgotten? 
that this is <laughs> even that they can actually like choose to pick some players up now. <laughs> well, there's probably there's probably two big signings left. They got to, the, obviously to replace uh, Sobi and to replace Deng, and there's an import spot. So there's there's not really that much work to do if you're a Sixers fan. The the core's there. It's signed. Um, the last import point guard spot won't get made until after summer league, so that's mm. way down the track. Um, but the the forward the Aussie forward position is probably the most most talked about at the moment, uh, especially when you've got uh, a former Chicago Bull in Cameron Bairstow as a free mm, yeah. agent. So watch this space. Yes, I heard a little bit about that, and that's that's an exciting prospect. Also, I heard around the traps, and this is not exactly, you know, probably going to happen, but Melo Trimble potentially looking at coming to Adelaide. Now, I don't know how likely that would ever be, but uh, uh, the word's floating. Yeah, well, uh, I'm led to believe that uh, the coach wants Melo Trimble and uh, the club want Jerome Randall. So uh, well, th- there's an interesting, uh, <laughs> no, another side note. Having said that, though, mm. we, we know Joey Wright very well. He's been here for quite a number of years, and his way of pulling an import and that is good mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Josh Childress is one of them. He is seriously good at. So do not expect us to perhaps maybe just pull someone out of the Aussie league here and just go, hey, look, we're just going to take what we can get. No, he's probably got his eyes on someone else, hasn't he? Uh, Knowing you'd, Joey, you'd think so. But uh, it was also uh, the Childress one uh, actually fell in our lap because uh, they had uh, Joey actually recruited a couple of duds that uh, luckily one broke his arm and one yeah. one didn't rock up the training. So that's how Childress uh, uh, came. And uh, Randall only um, rocked up after Kenyon McNeil uh, snapped his shoulder in the slam dunk contest. So uh, he sort of fell on his feet a couple of times with those two import uh, decisions. But, uh, this, but the fact he still pulled them out is you know good this, enough for this, me. This next one. Uh, Let's hope it's not a Drew Stelion. Let's put well, it that way. Well, I, he's going to need a little bit of luck because there's a lot of uh, talk at the moment, and we're hearing rumblings. We've we've all heard them that the club is really divided or really not against, but there there, there seems to be some animosity towards the club and Joy Wright. That's what we're hearing. That's sort of been the rumblings around the traps. What do you sort of know about this situation? Is is it? We know that Joey's got at least another three years to run on a contract. That he signed a five-year deal. Um, there's been a, a lot of talk this year where he was outspoken about the league and they, they painted him out to be a villain. Um, they obviously had the season that they didn't want to have after going to you know the, the championships the year before, the grand final the year before. Um, where do you sort of see the club sitting up with Joey? There seems to be a lot of decisions going uh, against uh, what Joey would want. Um, I think... Uh, well, it's probably safe to say that uh, the club's trying to trying to force his hand, and uh, and uh, that's probably a pretty pretty bad move on my behalf. He probably shouldn't have signed a man for five years in the first place. Mm. Now, this is one thing I'm just sort of reading between the lines here with a post that Mitch Creek, who's obviously in America doing some great things, posted on his played uh, against Terence Ferguson. Yes, today, oh, another former how good was that? By the way, just seeing those Very two, good. In, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Over there in the states together, Mitch Creek posting on his uh, social platforms. Extremely happy for Majok Deng and Nathan Sobey, two high-character men who go about it the right way. Happy to see them move forward to a great situation. Now, he goes on to say, I'm going to miss seeing you in Adelaide and whatever when he comes back, but the fact that he said those things about moving forward into great situations means I think he's still... Well, we know that he's super dirty with the Adelaide 36's management, but the fact that he feels relieved for them to get out of the 
state of the the Sixers is even worse. It kind of begs the question about what's going on behind the scenes of that club. We know there's some a bit of friction at the moment between the, the coach and the management. Um, and then obviously what they happened with Creek with him, they they pretty much blocked his trade, wasn't it? The, the deal with essentially. That, essentially to go because they wanted some money out of him going overseas and it was a bit of back and forth and I think they eventually released him and said you can go. But there was a you know, it ruined their relationship. And it ruined the relationship with a guy that had done so much to promote the club and had been in totally invested in the 36ers and all of a sudden his dream gets realized and then they and then they go oh, hang on a second we want a little bit of money out of this That's and it. they put a block on it they put yeah, a hold. there's a i think there's a bit of background with that i yeah, think with uh, with the toll terence ferguson deal i think there was a some money to be made there once uh, Terence got uh, drafted, mm. and I think uh, some they T's saw- didn't get crossed and uh, I's didn't get dotted. And I, I can understand that though, but yes. they just went about the wrong way, didn't they? They just well, they went, went about the wrong hard. way from the start, and then yeah. they tried to play catch up, and it just yeah, didn't it, work. It, Became worse and worse, and now two of the best Australian talents. Some would say farcical. <laughs> well, Some would. It's going to be interesting now that you know Joey will obviously stay um, and, and recruit now with the, the free agency happening. He needs a couple of players. If they don't do any good this season, it'll be really you know hard between the club and and, uh, and the playing group and, and the, definitely the coaching staff with um, what's happening. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. There's no, pop, um, Another coaching, there's a coaching spot too. Uh, Tracy York's moved on uh, to put coach in the. W, she? the wow. She's the head coach of the Bendigo Spirit in oh, the right. WNBL. So the, there's that as well. So uh, yeah, a lot, lot to play out. And uh, at the moment, I think uh, tickets to the Entertainment Centre might be pretty easy to get. <laughs> well, there was work going around at some stage. She was going to be the, the next. Uh, head coach of the Sixers if Wright was to leave. So I thought that might have been uh, the, the the setup for them. But no, there you go. She's moved on to coach WNBL basketball. But it just really does beg the question with that, that club, you know. They have had so many stuff-ups with players in the past. Mm. And, now, and I just feel like there's an element of... You've got this amazing coach in Joey Wright. We know he's a championship coach. We know he can take a team that probably isn't talented enough to beat Melbourne United in a five-game grand final series. He can take them to game five, make them good. He can make them incredible. How come this playing group, who seems to have a lot of friction with this guy, who is super at everything he does, why are they letting the tail wag the dog here at this club? Because I feel like that's probably going to let them down. If they try to shift Joey Wright and move him on, they're doing more damage to their club than anything else. Yeah, well, it's uh, PR gone bad uh, right now. It's uh, it's going to be PR absolutely worse if if, if Joey walks or uh, there's a mutual decision there. Like, uh, dude, there's a man across the road, uh, Marco Kurtz, has happened to him. Um, so it's sort of, uh, it could, could uh, be a bit of deja vu happening uh, at the 36s. Well, I hope but, they uh, recruit well and I hope they bloody mm. get up and win. That's, uh, that's why <laughs> Joey that's just needs some wins under his belt. That's all he needs. So we talk some footy. The uh, We've got plenty of to- sides to talk about. Um, let's just touch on the Crows and Power briefly. We won't go too deep into that, but uh, maybe two things you took out of the Power game to start with against Brisbane. What a cracking game that was. Cracking game. Uh, first thing, I think you take out the kids. I think you, yeah. you look at Connor Rose. He's just been nominated as a rising star today. Well done to him. Kicks five goals, five two could have kicked seven, um, and he had twenty touches as well. So it just goes to show, you know, he's been able to carry that form on. They recruited him from North Adelaide. He had a stellar final season for them. Played off a half back line. Now he's playing a bit forward now for the power, but he's a sensational kid and what a talent they've got on their hands. 
basically a right-footed version of Chad Wingard, isn't it? With, uh, with, with less attitude. Are we still? Do they still and think about? Do they still think about Chad Wingard down at uh, Alberton? I don't think so. I think uh, Kane th- Corns does, though, doesn't no, he? No, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think he's well and truly uh, gone. But uh, the, the the big thing for me with the put my power scarf around my neck, uh, kicking for goal. Disgrace. Yes. Absolute disgrace. Should have, should have been four, maybe five goals up at half time. That was a game right there. I feel like the Crows could take a lesson oh, as well oh, in goal geez. kicking. They were poor as well on Thursday. Uh, two things I took away from that. Our forward line needs an overhaul. Tex is slow, doesn't do enough. Uh, Jenkins is slow, can't, can't get, get near the ball. Look, oh, Betts tries his heart out every game though, and I reckon I can see the effort. Unfortunately, his age is slowly catching up to him. Uh, but he really wants... You've got a big game coming up against North Melbourne. They're, yeah, what, well, zero and... Zip and three. Yeah. And if you lose North Melbourne, oh, gee whiz, they'll be, they'll be calling for it's a curtains in round four. It's, oh, uh, no, I reckon Betsy will be in form this week. He's got uh, yeah. he's got Jasper Pittard on him. So uh, he's got a bag. He's got a bag coming. I like that. <laughs> well, he's one got bo- a bag coming. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell seven, six or seven. A few sausages. Here it comes. Record this one for next week. Jeez. Uh, i tell you who has been great. Is, uh, your, one of your co-captains, like, your latest co-captain in Rory Sloan, he's just mm. been sensational for that team. And geez, what a player he's uh, he's been for that club. And he seems to be able to hold it all together and really lead from the front when probably he's got another captain next to him that's not doing the same thing. Well, that's the thing. But the thing with Tex, unfortunately, has been his whole career has just been it, he's either really on yep. or he's really not on. Um, so you sort of take the good with the bad. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad and not a lot he, of good. He, uh, he missed a goal from the boundary line and he, they panned to him just after it. And you could see in his face just the frustration. He, he wanted to kick it so badly, mm. and then he's just he, he, nodding his head, and he just couldn't believe that he'd missed it. So he, he wants it really badly. We know that he's lost weight. We know that he's been training super hard. Oh, yeah. But it just hasn't seemed to click for him yet. Yeah, it, unfo- and the other thing for me was the midfield. They just let Dangerfield run loose all night, oh. and almost like every other. And, and Kane Corns, you just mentioned his name before. He actually did a piece on AFL.com.au during the week, and I saw it, and I could not agree more. And he showed some clips of how selfish... He used the word selfish. This midfield was during that game where they just they were looking for their own ball. There were mm. players going in for the contest and not worrying about the number one midfielder in the competition. So the ball just comes out. It misses the crow's boy straight to danger. He lets lets loose. He runs away and kicks amazing amount of clearances mm. for that game. So that's I think, what I think you're a little bit hurt, hurt by that though with the Sam Jacobs. Looks like he's going to miss another uh, round too. So and it hurts when Riley O'Brien can't kick a goal <laughs> any better than my grandma. Because <laughs> goodness me, that's one of the worst set shots in history. <laughs> that was uh, not good. But uh, I liked, or I, I like, as a Port fan, I liked. But what about the uh, Josh Jenkins handball? Oh, to, to Lynch, Tom oh, Lynch. I've erased that from my memory. I've <laughs> that, burnt that thinking? memory. <laughs> what was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> the hand pass is straight out of bounds. <laughs> bloody... Seriously, it takes a special bloke. The, to cro- do that. the crows let danger run wild. Well, it I was think... harder not to hit him than it was to hit him. I don't get it. <laughs> he was handballing at the crows jumper in row F. <laughs> but the, the crows did let danger run wild, and then the the port coaching staff goes, "Oh, we'll copy that. We'll let uh, we'll let Lockie Newell run around and have his yes. own ball." That just seriously. I mean, tagging's a hard game, and Dustin Martin would know a lot about that. Yes, as we digress, I think uh, <laughs> Richmond. Not looking too flash, and they've lost a lot of people Who they now. Lost is the, well, they're four pillars. The big four. The big, the big four. Oh, say it again. The first time, the big four. The big four. Big four. We're, we're not in Africa. We're, we're not, not the caravan we're not, park. We're, we're not looking at animals in Africa here. What the are the big four? The, the big, big four. four. Trent Cochin, three weeks hamstring, so won't play this week. 
Oh. Jack Rewalt, still another two weeks Week. with his wrist. Mm-hmm. And Alex Rance, ACL obviously out, so there's the fullback. And Dustin Martin, your two weeks suspension mm-hmm. as of Monday. So Will he appeal with them? They'll will have it, to fight. Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, they will fight. That'll be, he won't get off, though. It looks, it looks it especially, especially if there's no risk of, uh, of an added game, they'll have to roll the dice well, with that. Without yeah. those four, if you say that Dustin will miss the next two weeks, you've got Port Adelaide and Sydney... And they're currently one and two. Could they be one and four? I tell you what, Port well, I hope they're one and three. Yeah, Port Adelaide couldn't have, <laughs> start. Port Adelaide couldn't have picked a better time to play oh, you Tigers, which is probably a bad thing at home as well. <laughs> what do you mean? Everything in their advantage. Have some faith, brother. Okay, <laughs> quick question. Yes, Port Adelaide at home. All those guys out. This, you, as you said, this is the best time to the take on time Richmond. If you lose, yeah. what does it mean for the power? Oh, well, it's a bit early. But, but, but who have you I played? Think, I think, I think if, if they lose this, I think you look at them and say they're probably not a top eight team. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, they're not a top eight team. They're not, they're not real contenders. If they're going to yeah. face one of the best teams in the comp with all their stars not playing... Mm. And in shocking form. Exactly. So I think you'd say they're probably not in the top eight. Dale? Yeah. Here, here. If Port lose this week, they're not making anything. Jeez. And, we're, and this is what we say in round four, don't we? We're crazy and we go, no, nah, we should never judge it. But nah, there's on. some things to take out of this early season. Gone. Gone for mine. We'll have a lot to work on, yep. at least. Yep. So Kenny should get that grab. <laughs> Download it, Kenny, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, and play it before the game. Also, we'll fire him up. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? We had the great man in uh, Norton on last week. Yes. What do you think is going to happen with Charlie? Do they need to rush him back in? Or is it one of those things that no, we just no, need to... No, you don't do that. He's, no. he's your key forward. You don't mess around with those sort of mm-hmm. things. Okay. I personally think that uh, Ollie Wines should have played SANFL first. He looked Probably a bit should off have too. He did, the mark. But he had a 19, I think he had. Yeah. 19. Yeah, he, looked, he didn't look his uh, Ollie self. No. So, yeah, you're probably right. Probably should have had a bit of a run around the two. It'll be interesting uh, him backing up this week if, uh, if it's. Uh, he could potentially play worse this week because um, coming up. Backing and then we've up got a few injuries as well. Well, we're not injuries, but Gray's a bit banged up. We've got uh, Rockliffe's a bit banged up, and Scotty Lysett's also a bit hit and miss. So, you know, we've got a couple of players that we need to monitor that aren't 100% this week. And uh, Scotty Lysett, uh, rightly so, uh, got off the uh, uh, the charge for hitting Mitch Robinson, who probably should have got fined for diving because that, <laughs> uh, that was that was a bit of a that was a bit of a bit of a farce. <laughs> and uh, Zach Butters was actually very lucky to get off his personally. I think I thought he might have uh, had a had a week in the in the, on the sidelines, but uh, not to be. Speaking of fines, uh, this is one we spoke about Dustin Martin before. I was going to lead into it, but he made a gesture. During the weekend, which was obscene. The good old right. fashioned bird. I saw you making the same gesture to Dale oh, on the come way. On now, come on. No, <laughs> it's I, every week for the last five week. weeks. <laughs> you blokes. No, he's he's made a gesture towards Mummy, uh, the old Shane Mumford, mm. when they play GWS, and it was the the old snorting sort of you know, yeah. toward drugs gesture. Um, and that was well, looked it's not at like the he's AFL. Innocent. Well, they've looked at the the AFL have looked at this and they've not dished out any uh, fines or anything like that towards this. However, I've gone back into the books. Four years ago, Sam Mitchell did exactly, well, not exactly, but very similar. A drug-related... A drug-related uh, gesture to his, mm-hmm. his uh, little jabbing gesture into mm-hmm. his arm. Yep. And the AFL gave him a slap on the wrist and said, "If this is a warning to all players. Any drug-related gestures will get fines from now on. Was it... What has happened here? Was, was it just drug-related... Things towards Essendon players. 
Oh, now, come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. Was it's it? a bad look for the game, regardless if it's against an Essendon player or any other team. Well, did, did, come on. Yeah, Mr. I, I, Martin could have could have brought out the old Robbie Fowler. Remember when yeah. Robbie Fowler did the did the old <laughs> on the sideline? He could have could have went one step further. I think it's ridiculous. Come on, Dustin. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think it deserves a fine. Like it's, it's I don't think it's it does not, either. It's not, a, but, it's not a great look. Like he's, he's you know but, it, and and I think I had an excuse that he he didn't know the cameras were him. Like, you're Dustin Martin. Yeah. Like the cameras follow him all over the ground. They don't leave his sight. But the AFL can't make statements. They're not going to back up, can they? No. Like if you're going to say that. It's a bad look follow for our, it's our league. You've got to follow through. And I don't care who it is, but if, if this is Nathan Broad or someone, some nobody, it probably was going to get done, wasn't he? Yeah, he's going to go Like, come on, AFL. Maybe, maybe he didn't get the fine because they knew they what were going to whack him. What they, if they knew they were going to whack him for two weeks. So. Is, that a, is that a little fast, little fast oh, tap? Maybe. An early one. Yeah, early, early fast. fast. Hey, hold on. We've got a blockbuster by, <sighs> pass a fast. And, <laughs> yes. and we have a stinger this week. So we're pretty stoked oh, about that. And it's a stinger. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> and, uh, of course, if you haven't, uh, if you've just decided to scrub all the way 20 minutes into the uh, episode, John Blake will be joining us soon as well. Oh, yes. He is a funny, funny man. And, uh, is it John Blake? I thought Treaders was on. It <laughs> <laughs> may be some small cameos. Right. We'll have to try and get some excerpts out of him. Definitely. We've we got to hear a bit of KG, I think. That's, oh, that's... If we can get KG and uh, your favourite, Jace. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Cordai. That would just be yes, spectacular. Yes. <laughs> it is. Oh, he's it here. Is. It is. You do it nowhere near the justice. Uh, how about we talk about Adelaide Reds, a home final. So close. How far away are we now? Few rounds, very close, oh. uh, very, very. Uh, two games to go. Yeah, uh, three. Three, three games. Three. three. Um, got Melbourne City this week. Oh. It will be uh, a pretty tough. But uh, how good was? Um, I'll let Jay say it. What, what's Apostolos his name? Apostolos Stamatolopoulos. That's Ding. one. That's the one. Well uh, two goals and a red card. Bang! My, my day's done. Barely <laughs> 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 hit the showers early, mate. You're, early you're shower before <laughs> half time. How good's that? That's oh. instant. That's that's quality, <laughs> not quantity, right there. It is. Wow. Can, but. Can, um, yeah. When I when I went uh, saw that Sunday, I went two nil and three nil, and I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I'm got the paper all sorted, and then I went, "Oh no!" But it's the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> it could be some sort of you know Watford uh, FA Cup type comeback type thing, but uh, they held they held firm, and uh, I reckon the the whole Marco Kurt situation has. Made the galvanized, galvanized, them. That's them a, together. galvanized the team. I, I reckon it could be uh, one of those moments that uh, sparks a championship run. Whoa, well, here you cool. go. Well, here you go, boys. The run home, three games to go. Yep. They've got Melbourne City on Saturday. Then they play Melbourne Victory the Ooh. following Friday, Ooh, and then and then the, and then the game that I'll be looking forward to most, Brisbane Raw, hey. uh, the following week. So that'll be interesting. They always have a big fight against Brisbane. Let's There's, go stand in the tunnel. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> or it could be a you know four three outcome like they did last time. So it's uh, they're currently sitting fifth on the on the ladder, um, and they probably they still need to win at least two of those games. You would have thought to get past Wellington, get into fourth, and mm. get a home final. So if they can win those games. They are in tip-top shape for finals. I'll tell you what, what a run home. That is almost perfect sort of run home stuff. They've got to win. You deserve home. it or you don't. Really yeah, that's this. right. I reckon they will. You reckon? Yep. I feel like Replay it. I just can't put my faith in the Reds. Have some faith. I man. should. All right, stuff it. Come on, you Reds. I tell you what, interesting times at LA United. If they get a home final, they Jeez. win a home final. They've blown. And they've just sat have, the coach. Have they, have they gone just, too early? 
Possibly. Have they let Marco go a little bit earlier than what he... I don't know. Should they it, have it, just waited it out? Because you know what will happen. If they lose it, they said, you know, it was the right time. You know, he was ready to go. But yeah. if they win a home final, geez, anything could happen. So an FFA Cup and then finals. <sighs> and a home final. Like, come on. Maybe the that title. is some poor I think management. Maybe, I, think, I think what you see that you'll notice most is the fans. There'll be a bit. There'll have oh, yeah. to be a bit of an uproar from the the fans, the LA United fans. There will be, and it, and will be tougher the next two games because mm. your man. Say it again. Apostolos Stamatolopoulos just got rubbed out for two games. <laughs> so, oh. so that's yes. going to be tough. So, yeah, that, so but. but even if uh, three draws, I think three three draws would 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 get it there. Would so. almost get it there. They just need points. Yeah, so, so. they need Wellington not to 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 draw or win, and then yeah, Adelaide United need to win or draw. Can yeah. I just can I just point out before yeah, we yeah. move on as well, um, Jace, your man Stamatolopoulos. Yep. Uh, well, I'm whiteboard. the only one who can't say On it. the whiteboard Postal here, Dale's stamatol. the one that controls our whiteboard. He's just writing Stammer up there because he couldn't even he's write just, his name. He got halfway through and goes, nah, stuff <laughs> giving that up. I only have to spell it right in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to Google, copy-paste. <laughs> hey, the, uh, this, some, this is getting to some media stuff um, because during the week, some really big damning stories hit our desk uh, and we, we love it when this stuff happens, the real juicy stuff. Um Mainly this one that came through the Herald Sun, Mick Warner in Melbourne, did a very good job yes, pulling this one did. out. And you had to uh, deal with uh, some late publishing uh, bits and pieces, <laughs> Dale, I think it was Tuesday night. But uh, the Demons documents, which were put out from their tanking scandal back in 2009, mm. uh, that all came out. Now, my question is to you, Dale, because yes. while all this was happening <laughs> and you had to scurry six pages together that evening... For your, for your ties the next day. How long does it take if a big story like this... So if I came to you, Dale, as a journalist, mm-hmm. and I said, look, I've got this stuff. I've, I've found it. This is a massive story. What do you do as a sports editor? And how long do you sit on it and prepare for it and get all the, the I don't know, the little finer details? I don't know if there's legalities and Ins stuff. And that go and yeah. lawyers and stuff all like the bits that. And yep. pe- how long does that take to probably put something like this up? Just as a rough estimate for those at home. Uh, well, probably it could take years. Wow. It really could take years. If the first question I ask the journalist is, uh, does anyone else know? And if the mm-hmm. answer is no, then pretty much you've got as much time as you want. Uh, at the moment, someone, if 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 Jace rings me and goes, oh, I've heard the same thing, yeah. I went, you write it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if, if a journalist comes uh, with a cracking story and Mick Warner, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, um, huge get. I can't really believe that... No one else in Melbourne got it. So, um, but no, props, so what, what props, was, props to him. And now, and now he's over at Augusta at the Masters, so he's got a pretty good reward. <laughs> What's the gist uh, of the storyline that for the people that don't understand the story? Of- oh, so the, the the documents pretty much revealed that Melbourne tanked to get Jack Trengove and Tom Scully. To to, Mel- to, to Melbourne to legends Melbourne that are still playing, yeah. playing for that them. aren't there anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was management the, told Dean Bailey don't win games. Well, the, much. the best wow. quote. Um, for mine was from Dean Bailey. It says, uh, yeah, I, I got told if, if I won, I'd be sacked. That's it. So, How bad is that? Hey, so is, there any, has there been any follow-up? Is you, have you heard any feedback since the, uh, the article has been released? Well, Gil come out the next day and uh, pretty much played played the straight drive past the bowler for four. But um, yeah, it's, I don't think it went for four. I reckon it was a one. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't that flash really from it, him. Yeah, he avoided it, every question. It, it was yeah, it was a pretty straight from battle. Neil Mitchell. Yeah, I know. So it's, it was pretty. It's one of those situations mm. the AFL desperately just want to sweep under the rug and forget it even happened to just move on yeah. with their time. It's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting it, one. It's it's pretty bad. I, it's nearly. I reckon it's I reckon it's worse than the Essendon drug st- saga. Reckon. 
I reckon it is. I don't know. That's uh, I, I'm uh, because at least you know. Well, just, just, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Essendon were trying to win. I'm an Essendon fan. Essendon were trying to win. Go, Jase. Yeah, no. I just, I just that scandal wrecked a club. It's still suffering to this day from that that drug scandal, and um, and you know you've seen what's happened to James Hurd. You've seen what's happened to a number of players that have you know were involved in that time. The club is still reeling from you know a situation that happened in two thousand and twelve. It's they've never got back on their feet. They lost a heap of supporters through it. They lost a heap of um, their members through it. They one of their one of their coaches at the time is in all sorts of trouble with the law for drugs and all this mm. situation another one's come out and said he's had suffered really bad mental um, health issues but he's now you know we've seen him now being welcomed back into the AFL a little bit with uh, commentary and things along those lines the club's never really, you know, regained itself and it was a huge black mark on the AFL that they had a club that was allegedly at the time, you know doing some sort of dodgy drug scandal behind the scenes. It's just, I just think that that was a, a bigger story than, you know, yes, a club may have been tanking for picks, but in the big scheme of things, the way I feel about it, I think it, this, the, the drug scandal, the Essendon drug scandal was by far the biggest story that AFL has ever had to deal with. And there was more the the the, the time, timeliness of it, like the Essendon thing broke straight away, whereas yeah, this that's right. this happened back way, way back when, but nearly 10 years ago. I'll tell you now, what, so. I still remember the, the when it first broke and they had, uh, it was Melbourne Radio and they, one of the mothers rang up. They've never really uh, identified who it was, but mm. a mother rang up and said, you know, my kid's been tied up mm. in this yeah. drug scandal. And, it's just, and that blew the whole thing open. And the other scandal, not, not, not to uh, um, digress from Essendon or Melbourne, is the Carlton salary cap. Scandal yes. when they got uh, John Elliott, who got done that they paid way over the salary cap. The, the Blues have never recovered from that either, and that mm. was. Well, they lost a heap of draft picks out of that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They lost heat. Well, they and lost then... uh, Brendan Goddard. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, and they and they, all those uh, uh, fines and um, penalties for that. So the Blues have never recovered from that. What either. do you think, Sam? What's the biggest story? I think um, Essendon obviously was huge for a good reason, but you make a good point, Dale. When you say that Melbourne's actually done a worse thing than Essendon, because you're right, they're basically uh, fixing the league mm-hmm. by saying, "Well, whenever you turn up to play us, you got a free win," because we're not going to try and win. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose the game. We've we've fixed that. Mm-hmm. So essentially, while Essendon was still trying to compete for a win, you never know if they were or weren't. And we know what they did. We know it was absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, both on both parties, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but I, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to pull them both. They're both and wrong, say, by well, the way. They're exactly. Both wrong. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. hard to say that one's, one's worse, worse than the, than the other, other. Yeah. Because they're both so bad. But it's interesting to note that one of them actually is, you know, putting the uh, the league into disrepute, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's just if you pay if you pay on uh, cricket terms, the the, the, the sandpaper gate, mm. cheating to win, or is mm. it is it? Pakistan who got done for... Yeah, cheating to lose. Cheating to cheating lose. To lose yeah. <laughs> well, neither, neither's any good. Let's no. just put it that way. Um, if we move on, another big story in media was Sam Shaw during the week. Uh, that was closer to when we dropped our last episode, yes. so it's been a little while since that came up. But um, it's hard for stories like this that come out, which are quite damning, especially for an Adelaide market, because we knew Sam Shaw, he played for the Crows, um, coming out saying, I'm going to take a legal action against the Adelaide Crows because... Yeah. I got concussions so many times I didn't get managed well enough and I had to retire early. For us media, we want to report on this, mm. but we can't because no one's going to talk about it. So what do we do 
to get around that. Now, I'm just going to ask you two quickly yeah. before. How did you guys go about it? Uh, well, we ran a, a little bit of a story on it. We couldn't find someone to do it. I know I definitely spent um, half my day trying to do it, trying to contact Sam. Um, we reached out to his management. They weren't uh, keen to talk on it because there was obviously legal matters pending. Mm. Um, so we, I think we ended up doing just a little bit off the top of, it, it was a news story um, at that stage. So I think we just, we talked about it a little bit in news, but then we moved on. And mm. it's one of those stories that if you don't really have a talent or if you, get, you don't have the person talking, it's really hard to... Um, give the story its full credit. That's so it. we mentioned it. We said this is happening, and then we sort of moved on. Did you get much out of it, Dale? Yeah, we were lucky because we had uh, um, colleagues at the Herald Sun chasing it with the you know the legal writs and the mm. documents and that. They were all over it, and uh, anything to anything the bag uh, an inter- interstate <laughs> club uh, from the Melbourne media is pretty. Uh, we'll say thank you. We'll have yeah. that. So uh, <laughs> we did uh, did all the the local angles on that as well. There was also the. I remember a story back when it happened that uh, I know the Crows were going to keep uh, kept him on the list um, when he was going through all that. Mm. So the Crows could have easily delisted him then. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, so almost seemed like they were doing a good thing. Yeah, so well, that's what I thought. The, I thought it was a handshake agreement, and yeah. that was it. But uh, obviously not. Uh, I'm no lawyer, so must have a case. But, so for those who don't know, Sam Shaw was a player, played for the Crows. He played 24 games, I think. Yeah. He retired in 2016. He was on the list for a number of years. Mm. Um, retired because he had got concussed, I believe, and then he never recovered from the symptoms, mm. is what I'm led to believe. Yeah, and, and the then, story dropped the same day as Liam Picken retiring as well. Right, so it was sort of so behind was, that. Yeah, it was big, big. Big news. But the, the interesting thing about that, and I, I don't know the situation of what happened at the Crows at that time, and I can't really comment on it, but there's such a huge um, um, unfolding you know, lawsuits in America with the NFL, with the CTE, with players suffering concussion. It's massive over That's there. Massive. It's a billion-dollar lawsuit, and it's one of the things that they're trying to work on the most to get rid of in their game. You know, obviously they wear helmets and that's a lot, the main cause of these injuries is because helmet on helmet contact, which you've completely banned now. You're not allowed to, you know, touch another person's helmet with your own helmet in the NFL. Mm. Um, It's interesting now that, you know, the AFL has a case like this and especially the Crows are dealing with a situation um, with concussion. And I've spoken to both the Crows and both people from the power and they look at this and the AFL look at this extremely closely now um, because it is such a big issue and they don't want to see their players. It's not just about the short-term injuries with this sort of thing either. It's about the longer-term injuries. So they don't want to see their players... You know they want their players on the park all the time. Obviously, they don't they don't want them to miss games. But it's after they retire that's the the serious matter when they start having you know brain issues and mm. um, things to do with the concussion. Peter Jess is one of the guys that I managed to get onto our show um, during the uh, the week when that was on this this whole Sam Shaw story, and um, it was interesting because he told me basically that Sam Shaw's gone in his own direction. He was going to go in a group. Well, there was suggestions that maybe we should put together all the people who are in the same boat as you, Sam, and do a big group class action, but mm. instead they've he's decided to go on his own, and that's fine. He can do what he likes. Um, but the fact that he's decided to do that is, you know, risky. Um, but Peter's a huge... Uh, he's a player agent, but he's also a concussion activist. So he's he's really big and strong on the AFL need to do something about this instead of sitting on their hands and avoiding the, the conversation and, and needing to, you know, basically stop allowing footballers like Liam Picken and Sam Shaw and, and plenty of others who are have the potential to have some serious long-term concussion effects. And 
we're seeing it in America. Mm. It's probably worse over there with the the, the long t- with the uh, helmets and all that sort of thing, as you were saying, Jace. But here, it still counts. It's all the same thing. Uh, and people like Peter Jess, we're very lucky to have him on our program. We've managed to get a hold of him. And we even got Sam Shaw excerpts from an interview we had with him a year and a half ago. Um, and he spoke about the, the concussion and the effects on it and the research. Like, we're there 100 metres in if you're talking a marathon worth of you know knowledge you know we're 100 meters into this marathon we don't know anything yet so imagine what we could know about this stuff which is killing people slowly at a very early age so look it's scary stuff but Mm. i I guess just to put a media spin on it just at the very end here we it's very hard for us to report on things like this Mm -hmm. yet we still need to talk about it because it's a conversation which is so important and it's not just happening in the afl it's happening in amateur leagues it's happening in young leads it's everywhere around the country and something needs to be done about it. And especially today, there's uh, stories coming out today, you know, will will Tom Rockliffe play this week yeah, after right. his big hit? Will, will, will Nat Fife play in the derby? You, mm. know, will, the, the, you know, they've got to play, they've got to play, he's got to front up. Well, we'll look at them, now they're trying to manage them, you know, they've got the concussion rule in the mm. AFL to make sure that they don't, you know, go out on the field again before their time, so. Yeah, well, it's interesting, concussion is so in, in, individualised. Like you know, if 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 mm. Sam gets hit by the same um, person that I get hit, we, yeah. we have different types of concussions. So you right. can't. I don't. Really... I don't think I'd pass a concussion test on a good day. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> the, so, so you, for the AFL to bring something in, I I, I don't think it's so individualised concussion. It's mm. got to be a case by case scenario for me. Let's talk about the SCG. Uh, some sport. There's a little of sport. She's not well. <laughs> she's sick. She she's, is sick. She's unwell. She um, the sick cricket ground. Yeah. The sick cricket ground. <laughs> it's not well though. You're right. No. And the turf on there has uh, basically it's caused a lot of uproar now. It does. <laughs> Three different kinds of grass. A cricket wicket in the centre, and we've had. Four, I think, different codes played on it. Soccer, yep. AFL, and two different rugby codes in the last few weeks. Can you tell me, is that a drop-in pitch at the SCG? No. Is that the issue? Yes. So the issue is that they don't have a drop-in well, pitch. Part of the issue. And they can't what they can't layer the turf over the pitch. Is that... Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so they've... I, f- I can't remember the number of square, f- square feet, metres, whatever it was, yep. but there was a lot of grass, essentially. A large, large portion of the oval had to be replaced. Um, and so you they see did it that during the Crows game. It, that's it. It you looks could see it. It was. Bad. It looks like a a quilt patch, basically, um, the whole way across. It's just it's just absolutely awful. Um, and and there's turf getting pulled up everywhere, left, right, and centre during soccer and rugby games. Thankfully, not so much in the Adelaide Crows game. Um, but it's just it's not up to scratch for and Kevin Musket, the Melbourne victory coach, absolutely. He was so strong in this post game over the weekend because. This is just, you know, that every competition that plays there needs to have a level playing field with a high standard of, of, of turf. And if you've got, you know, hardly laid turf because there's lots mm. of different sports that so doesn't have enough time to knit, like, it's not good enough. Especially when uh, we're, we're going off with uh, uh, Adelaide Oval, is it is it the knee curse uh, ground? Yeah. Is, is the turf up to scratch? Uh, Adelaide Oval is yeah. a, is a, a bowling <laughs> green compared to the SCG. So, so what do we do with the SCG? Do we move games from there now? Because well, there's a game to, on, have to. There's you a have game to. on Thursday you night. You don't have a choice. I think they have to move that game. Sydney surely. play Essendon, I think it is there on Melbourne? Thursday night. Melbourne. Sydney, they Melbourne. play there on Thursday night. 
What do we do? Do we shift it? You have to shift it. Where's Surely it go? Re- well, I'm not sure. You'd ANZ it, Stadium or maybe. whatever it's, it's called, it's Olympic Stadium? Olympic Stadium, yeah. I think you have to shift it. You can't have players playing on an unsafe field, especially when uh, a player has just done a, a knee on that, you know, the, the, the turf that we're talking about. It's... <laughs> You couldn't do it as player safety. So are we allowed to do that? In the, are the AFL going... To, would they be what, bold enough to do that? We should, what do you mean are we allowed to do that? Of course we're allowed to do that. It would be unsafe for us. Well, not, the surely, AFL haven't even surely moved. Surely the AFL and the, and the other codes can't say, let's scrap this. And one of, another player is going to get injured. If, if we let this go ahead and a player gets injured, all of a mm. sudden we have egg on our face because we, we saw the problem and we did nothing to fix it. Well, they did this with Marvel a few weeks ago, didn't they? Where they re-did, resurfaced the ground, which is great. It, Good, yeah. Well done. But... In final series as well, you've got things like you know Geelong and Richmond and whatever playing at Cadinia Park when it should be at the MCG or vice versa. Mm. They won't even switch those sort of things. It's just they're stubborn sometimes. I don't think they would change this even without after all this uproar with the SCG. I reckon they're going to stay there. Well, it's all to do which with, is it's poor. all to do with money. I think. Oh, so well, sponsors, and there's agreements as well. Yeah, that's right. So, but it's just ridiculous if someone else hurts himself on this oval and they recognise what the issue is and they don't do nothing about it, then you know they're going to have egg on their face. Mm. Surely the AFLPA got to step yeah. up. Mm. Mm. Surely. How, How strong of a voice do they have? Speaking of uh, bad turfs, you know, I noticed in the paper on Sunday that you had an interesting headline with mm. uh, Aaron Phillips laying on the ground. What was the, what was oh. the headline that you put in the paper? Get off the grass. <laughs> 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 what was the outcome of the, uh, your findings anyway? Uh, the Doc Larkins just pretty much said, uh, "Get over it. It's just uh, um, a, just an accident." So it just so happened that uh, four people have uh, busted their knees. The the ground's tip top. You know, move on. It's not great though that Adelaide. So Oval get off the grass. <laughs> get off the grass. It's not great though that Adelaide Oval is just uh, you know claiming knees every week. Yeah, well maybe we should all go play at the SCG. <laughs> <laughs> We had a, a tweet from uh, SJ Willow on Twitter. He said, more knees are being done because of how short they're cutting the grass. There's no give in the ground due to the shorter grass. They're playing on lawn bowl style grass. Now, that's a bit bizarre. It might be onto something. It might be onto something. Who knows? Well, we'll have to look in for, into further than that. Maybe you can get Doc Larkins to tell us a bit more about short grass and long grass. I think we need Les Burdett. Les not, Burdett, not actually. Doc Larkins. Yeah, we maybe could do that. Hey, mm. speaking of uh, grass, mm-hmm. go from short grass to long grass. Winks. Racing. The great mare. Again. The great mare. She's having her last ride on Saturday. The farewell tour. She's got her last ride at Randwick, which will be, you know, phenomenal to see her off. But I think they may have retired her or are retiring her a little bit early. On the weekend, on the weekend, she ran a furlong. So they had a group one race at Randwick on the weekend. Mm. They had, um, you know, some of the best horses in Australia run over the, I think they had 10 races there. She ran a quicker furlong in a, and she had a training run. Yep. She ran a quicker furlong than every other horse there in a training run, in a Get training it. drill, just as a, just as a bit of a canter. They just wanted to test her out. She's test- taking the piss, Jace. She was. They just wanted to, you know, get rid of the cobwebs out of her. <laughs> And she ran a quicker furlong than every other horse there. So I'm saying this: they're about to retire the great mare. So she should. She's she's yeah, done it all. She's agreed. won four cox plates. But bloody hell, they might have, they might be doing it too early. You reckon she's got a fifth cox plate in her? Well, the, the interesting thing is they could spell her now until spring and bring her back for three rides oh. and cap it off with a, a fifth cox plate. And I know that the journos have been all over this in Melbourne and Sydney already, and they've been asking you know Waller and um, Huey Bowman yes. if they think they should retire her, and, and they're always you know straight batting <laughs> and saying, oh, you know, she's done it all. She's we're not sure about this. You know, we let her out to go, but. Um, I just think that she's, if she's beating horses 
in a in a trial run, like in a training drill, you know, she's still got it very much within her to go and win another Cox. Well, she's a, she's a mare. Maybe it's more lucrative mm-hmm. for. Well, well, I know the uh, Daily Telegraph have called her the Bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe it's more lucrative to uh, to go into the sack, pretty much. Well, this is the argument. The argument is that if they they want to put her out to stud because her foals are going to be worth millions of oh, dollars, mm-hmm. millions yeah. of dollars, especially yeah. the first two, yeah. because the first two, if they are any good, then oh. the rest of them will be worth heaps. Mm-hmm. So the first two, number one, especially, are going to be worth multi, you know, heaps, and heaps tell you more what, money than I've ever seen. And uh, Ray Thomas, our man in Sydney, said that there's, there's blokes lining up as oh, you would, yeah, would and uh, there, there's uh, blokes owners lining up. To, well, it'd, be so, a pre, it'd be a fair price just to be the horse to match it with, you mm. know, that goes out to stud with wings. But the, the, the argument is that if she has a run and something happens to her, mm. uh, and then they look just look horrible because, yeah. you, you know, they right. cook the golden goose. That's so, right. So, maybe we'll have to put that to our Twitter sphere at Pressbox yeah, EP. Should, should Winx retire? Yes. Should Winx be retired uh, as of Saturday? Should she uh, be out to stud or... Can she go around one more time? She clearly is fast enough to do it, but, you know, there's some conjecture if she should be. I think it's brilliant. Well done, Jase. It's a great topic. Let's see how they respond next week. Um, but before we go any further, uh, before, and there's a new segment we're going to bring in very shortly, which I'm, yes. so, which I'm so excited about. Um, I want to talk about this one quickly. Tom Wilson is a name that's just dropped uh, this evening, so uh, this is Monday night. Uh, he's a potential... Basketball to AFL uh, code hopper, yep. which uh, we've seen many of in the past, but he he was a boomer six weeks ago. Now he's wow. being linked to three AFL clubs as a contracted player. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about this, Dale? Because this this is remarkable. Yeah, Tom, Tom Wilson uh, played for the Sydney Kings uh, last year. Um, has been linked to AFL ever since he moved. To, to the Sydney Kings. There's, there's a football talent, you know, football's there. You know, he was playing behind Jerome Randall. He was sitting on the bench a lot, waving his towel, didn't get to play much, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's a boomer. Yep. I think there might have been a bit of an olive branch to uh, that say, was during stick the, with the us, finals, stick with us. Once we were already qualified, so they just sort of let the, 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 the younger ones in for, yep. a, for a crack. Yeah, and they lost. Um, Never mind. But, uh, yeah, so... Big decision for Tom Wilson to make. He should go to football. There's money there. He's 194 centimetres. He'll get more money in one uh, season of footy than he probably will in his four- or five-year de- <laughs> NBL deal. Uh, just go play footy, mate. Jack Madgen uh, did it last year for Collingwood. Um, he he was a development player for the Cairns Taipans and was around the 36ers system a bit. Um, he played AFL pretty much uh, in his second year or straight away pretty soon. So you'd think Tom Wilson would, would fit fit. Yeah, Huey Greenwood's a good in. example. Huey, Great example. Huey Greenwood's just uh, come out of basketball and then went into the AFL system with the Crows now. He uh, looks like he might come back even this week, actually. Um, Blixarves from the Geelong is another good example. Mark, yeah. he was a basketballer, then came into the system. And then, of course, uh, the man from America. Mason, Mason Cox. Cox. So well, he didn't even play a lot of basketball. He no, was a very, he was a very fringe, minimal. very yes. fringe player, and he just has the height and he has the length, and he can take a mark overhead and he kick goals. <laughs> he can just play college basketball against Hugh Greenwood. Mason did Cox. he? Did there he really? Go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's a fun fact. Um, like so fun interesting. Fact. It seems like uh, the AFL is definitely looking at basketball players more and more these days, and they they see what. 
potential they have. They know that basketball players or they know that ruckmen in the AFL take a lot more time to mature. So they can go off and, you know, play a basketball or in another code and then come to AFL late because, you know, by the time they're 23, 24, they're still really just maturing then into what they can be. And I think Dean Brogan's the perfect example. Right. Like he played mm. NBL Championship yes. winner with the 36ers in 1998. He was a bench player, didn't get to play much, then went to played for the Newcastle Falcons the following year, didn't didn't really work out, and then uh, then went to Port Adelaide as a rookie. Just uh, It was just out of nowhere, and then uh, started off pretty slow, but then... Uh, well, in four years, he had a premiership medal around his neck. Didn't so mind, uh, didn't mind the hard stuff either. Didn't mind <laughs> taking bikes on. Dale, uh, before we jump away from this segment too, yes. uh, you made a suggestion this suggestion this week about someone who's very high profile, quite young, mm-hmm. who isn't from basketball, who should Steal, play. Stealing one of the parcel farces. Oh, we're going to save it for then. All right, we will. There's a little teaser. Oh, it's nice. coming up okay, in Pass no, and Fast. Okay, I like that. Sorry, I didn't realise that was under that uh, mm. heading on the board. Okay, <laughs> we got a new segment, guys. It's called... Speaking of new segments... It's called uh, Ammo Footy. <laughs> Is that a cow? We're going, to the, we're going to the country. I tell, you what, I tell you what, boys. <laughs> amateur football. The amateur league has just started. There's a lot of boys out there and girls just getting started this week with round one in the amateur league. There's a lot of great footballers out there and there's a lot of great clubs out there. And I tell mm. you what, when you think of round one, you think of the passion, anticipation of you know wanting to get out there and play you for do. your club. And and you know you that Thursday night, you, you everyone's out there. You get what, thirty or forty blokes rocking up. All trying to get for the a, first time. For the yeah. first, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All trying to get a spot in a side, and it's just uh, you know, it's amazing that that everyone wants to get around. There's a real sense around the club. I see where you're going here, Jase. And I tell you what, I just happened to flick through a few scores on the weekend, and I noticed that in, uh, in that's div- great looking through the scores. In div- Sunday mail, in div- yeah, in div three. <laughs> Yeah, B grade. They had Morfitt Vale Park, Morfittville Park versus Golden Grove, and yep. I tell you what. I don't Traditional think, rivals? I don't, I don't think Morfittville even showed up. I think, oh, they, no. I, think they, I think they forgot it was round one. I said home. It's Golden Grove has kicked 32 goals, 20, 212 to <laughs> Morfittville Park, 0, 0, 0. Donuts. Not a, not a score. <laughs> Morfittville has forgot its bloody round one. They haven't rocked up the first week. Oh, what are you turning up first week for? So, wow. Morfittville so, Park. So what about the poor kids with the numbers in the on the scoreboard? The surely, G's. round two's got to be better, surely. But just that about, is amateur. They've had 13 blokes kick a bloody score. Half 13 a, blokes half, kicked a goal. Half the team's kicked a goal in uh, for Golden Grove. That 13. is amateur. So for the amateur league, uh, the root of the week, I, I might oh. call it, oh. is Morfittville uh, <laughs> Park. Boys, get your act together. Round one's next week. Make sure you get out there and support your bloody club. Chase has put a rocket up Morphy Park. So wow. I like it. They've got a lot to answer for now. I reckon Jace might have to go out there and play for him. Oh. oh I'm retired, mate. <laughs> Can we do that? Just stick him in a jumper for one <laughs> week, and we'll Ford get the cameras pocket. out. We'll get the Channel 10 I've, I've cameras. I've got one leg, so put me in a Ford pocket, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> oh, I love it. For more, they won't get down there. I'm telling the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other quick mentions uh, since we're talking ammo footy? Uh, yeah, in the, the Mid-South League, uh, Glencoe and uh, Nang... Where's that? How do you pronounce Nangwari. it? Nangwari. Nangwari. Glencoe, 32-19. Uh, Nangwari, six goals, four. So that's a bit of a... Bit of a belting. Bit of a pummeling. Is that, is that a double... I think that's a double ton, 19 goals. Uh, it's 32-19, yes. 32, not sorry. Yeah, that, yep. That's a lot. That's a lot to not yep. much. Uh, Kenilworth. Jeez, uh, you think the Crows are kicking bad. <laughs> yeah. Kenilworth, 17-26. Oh, jeez. Uh, Trinity Old Scholars 1-1. <laughs> so uh, that, 
that's, that's, that's not really that good. Uh, and uh, Flinders Park had uh, 28 27, wow. and Portland uh, just uh, managed one goal four. Oh, dear. I tell you what, though. Any amateur league clubs have got interesting stories. We want to get behind you this season, yes. so make sure you get on Twitter. Uh, we'll have things going out every week, and if you want to mention for your club, uh, make sure you hit us up at the press box. Yeah, at press box EP, love it. And we won't only we'll get behind you, but we won't get behind you if you can't kick a goal. So Morphy <laughs> Parks, you might have a scratch through at the moment. <laughs> just kick some goals, and we'll get back on board. Just kick a bag, boys. Come on. All right, guys. It's just about time to to head to our very special guest, John Blake. He's uh, he's a super funny man. He's been on radio for a long time in Adelaide, uh, and let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight to him. Well, we're blessed to have in the studio today on the Press Box podcast um, a man of many characters, but he's a, he's unique in in a very special way. He, He's a fantastic radio broadcaster. He's been on for quite some time in Adelaide Radio, and he joins us on the show. Uh, John Blake, welcome to you. Sam, Jace, Dale, how are you? Mate, Great to be here. Good. Very good. Gosh, is that the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, late at night. Yes. It's late at night. We've, yeah. we've pulled you in straight after your show, live on 5AA, and mm. uh, you gave us a nice plug, which we really appreciated. Mm. Uh, but you didn't sound too keen. Are you keen to be here now? Uh, no, not really. No, no, no. <laughs> are you, are you looking, overthinking it? Looking forward, I'm overthinking <laughs> it. Looking forward to getting home, actually. Uh, can't wait. There's a stake with my name written on it. Oh, we like it. Um, look, mm. well, let's get stuck into it. We, we don't want to take too much of your time up, but look, you have been an amazing man of, of so many voices over so many years. I mean, I'm going to start with how did you at one point realise that this is a talent you've got and you can actually make a living out of it? I have no idea. I uh, I didn't start off doing voices. I just started off because I wanted to be a jock and because it was a good way to get chicks. And uh, <laughs> and in those days it was. Now That's when people used to really admire broadcasters. Now no one gives a shit, so it doesn't work. But um, so, no, I, I wanted to be a broadcaster ever since I was uh, in uh, primary school. And uh, voices was just a thing I did because uh, I ended up having to do it. Because someone thought of it one day. We thought, let's do some funny stuff. And so... I don't know, put on funny... Everyone puts on funny voices, don't they? I mean, they do. I think everyone can do it if they just tried. Most people don't have to do it. Is uh, is KG the gift that keeps on giving for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was at 5KA and KG was on, I don't know, 5DN or something. Uh, all these stations that don't exist anymore. I destroy stations. Um, and... I got to, got to Adelaide and heard this this amazing voice, this KG guy. And so I did a thing on 5KA called uh, Football Roundup with Con Cunning Stunt, and which was <laughs> and, just, and, and did KG's voice, and um, that just went from there. So uh, is KG your favourite voice, or have you got a personal favourite? Yeah, I'm going to be really sad when KG dies, not because I like him, just because I won't be able to do his voice anymore. <laughs> really bad for my career. So we're trying to keep him alive as long as we can. Uh, and he sits in that chair there, and he's back with Cornsy, and it's fabulous. What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> is KG your favourite voice, or do you have a personal favourite yeah, other than before KG? Before you answer that, my, yeah. my actual favourite voice you do is actually the bloke sitting in yes. the opposite studio next to us. Jeremy, yes, he's wonderful. <laughs> Are you well? We can do whatever we like because he's not listening. He's on the air. And it's one of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angie, Angie, do we have a word of the night? We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. And he starts laughing and coughing at the same time. It's just great. Jace, Jace he laughs into a little. He turns a little boy. This is every time he hears it. So that's a personal favourite, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy's pretty good. It's kind of embarrassing because he's sitting right there when I play it because I sit there where Sam is and Jeremy looks over and then invariably comes on he can switch on from in there he can. comes on my show and starts you know throwing his weight around 
but uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. You do so many voices, which is so impressive in so many ways, yet do you have, uh, surely there's a side of you, you have to sit down, listen to a voice over and over again. Do you have like a a refining process, a studying process when you try to take people off? No, I just try and do it. And if I can do it and it sounds all right, I do it. And if I can't, I just don't try. Wow. It's pretty obvious. You know if you're going to be able to do it. So how long is it? How do you know? Could you take me off? Like, could you listen to a voice no, and go? Could, you, I reckon, but you sound normal. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> you sound like a normal human being. You need you need people who have little quirks going on, like Cage and Jeremy and Rowie. Rowie, he's <laughs> <laughs> see Rowie's already funny. That's the problem with Rowie. He's funny already, and it's it's um, what's funny is taking the piss out of people who are serious, like Jeremy. You know, <laughs> I, and KG, he's serious as well. When you think about mm. it, he's trying to be <laughs> trying to be his best. <laughs> When it gets you words out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I don't know. You no. just, I, I'd love to be able to do Donald Trump and stuff, but I can't do them. You see, I, oh, he's got a good voice, but everybody's doing Donald Trump. Speaking Sorry. of a gift that would keep you on giving. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. And, he, that. and he's going to be a two-term president yeah, too, so he'll time. be there for a while. Now I understand you're a big footy fan as well. You've, oh. you, I, I hear that you have a membership for yes. both the Crows and the Power, but I meant to say you don't go to showdowns. I meant to no. Well, no, to barrack for because I'm barrack for both. <laughs> although, although I'm quickly, can't lose. I'm quickly jumping off the Crows because they're playing like hairy goats. But anyway. Uh, uh, and I reckon if they uh, don't start winning, Don's gone. Gone! <laughs> what do you think? You Everyone Blake agree? Well, you know, he's had his chance. No, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure that's why I'm in the business, because of my innate sporting knowledge. <laughs> well, you've got, you've, who's your favourite captain? You've got four to choose from these days. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that in the army. Imagine how that would fly. <laughs> <laughs> Platoon, who's the captain? Oh, him and him. Yeah. Really? No. Over the hill, blokes. No, no, I don't agree with that. Don't go over the hill yet. No, no, there's people over there with guns. Well, who are we going to listen to? I don't know how you have two captains. What is that? I rest my case. I, oh, yes, exactly. You agree with me? Yes. One captain. You've got one friend. One person in, in charge. One person at the helm. You don't do it on yachts. You don't do it anywhere except in football teams, apparently. I think I'm predicting in a couple of years we'll have 22 captains. Just make everybody captain. <laughs> the foreseeable, if, if you are, um, okay, let's move on. <laughs> I'm not even going to Sam was going to say something really stupid there. Yeah, yeah I was. Um, yeah. How, about, how about this? You've been in this industry for a long time. Worst skit or ad you've ever had to do? Surely there's been Ooh. some absolute shockers. Uh, well, the worst skit would have been one I'd written myself, but I can't, I can't think of what that would be at the, at the moment, but I've written some, I've written some real dogs. And you, there's nothing you can do about that. You just write them and you voice them, record them, and if they don't work, they don't work. There's an expectation to be tell. funny, though, isn't yeah. there, sometimes? Is yeah. that hard? To do something funny. Piss off. <laughs> but, a bit uh, like us right now. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 find I can be funny given enough time, but uh, off the cuff's hard. That's why I could never do stand-up or you know, anything like that. But, Did you um, ever try it? No. God, no. Big difference between stand-up. They're, they're real art- stand-up people are real artists, and, and not all stand-up cause stand-ups can be, uh, can be radio guys either because that's different as well. Uh, but anyway. This is the press box. You've been in a few press boxes. Talk about the transition from, you know, I know that you spent a lot of time at AA originally. Mm. You transitioned to uh, Triple M and then mm. and now you're back here. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Well, I just did that because uh, I needed to change it somehow. 
and I spent six years of dismalness over at Triple M, and uh, now, <laughs> and now I'm back. And their treaders followed you. Yeah, tre- that's right. I'm getting yes. them all over here. I got KG, got treaders. <laughs> I got I got their chief engineer, although he only lasted a little while. And he went back to Triple M for some did. strange reason. But yeah, I'm getting them all over. Yeah, sure. So I get ready for Louie and Jars. All and- <laughs> <laughs> oh, be over here. Anyway, it's good to have Tread over here. I haven't seen I haven't seen Treaders since he's been back, but um, or over here. Well, we uh, started playing his uh, your jingle yeah. in the start to open up his uh, interviews now on Rowan and Bix on the Drive yeah. Show, yeah, and he hates it. Oh, he hates it. He doesn't like it. I'm so glad. Yes, that means it's going to be happening every week on the week. Well, that's the thing. When I was at Triple M, I saw Treaders, because I didn't know him before that. I saw Treaders, and he used to walk around the building looking like he wanted to kill everybody. There's a look on his face, and he even sounded like he wanted to kill everybody as well. So I thought it would be funny to do a happiness tip from Treaders, because he looked like he wasn't very happy. That was the joke. And it kind of made everyone laugh, so I thought I'd um, you know revive it back here. Who's uh, going to finish in front of uh, the team? Is it going to be Crow? or Port finish higher this year? No, it'll be Port higher than the Crows because Port are actually, you know, playing uh, like people who want to win. That's <laughs> true. I don't, think, I don't think the Crows can be bothered. <laughs> we, we look at them, we were yelling out, Get Walker off! the other night, and, <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, which is bad. We shouldn't be yelling stuff like that. With uh, both memberships, you'd see the, the variations in crowds. Who's got the better crowd? What do you see when you, when you rock up to one week to Port, one week's the Crows? We have a much better time at a, at a Port um, home game. It's just a better the game day experience. They do it so much better than the Crows. I'm not even joking. Uh, you see young families, fathers kicking the ball with their little kids. Uh, the Crows don't really have kids. They're all too old. The Crows supporters. <laughs> it's not as it's not as family orientated, and uh, it's just not as not as happy. And the crowd reaction to everything at a Port game is just amazing. And Cheryl and I, we go to our Crows games and we sit there and we do the whole thing, and then we go to Port games and we hold our bloody scarf up and. Yeah, do the whole thing and so we're going to we go we don't go to show showdowns because we don't know who to barrack for but we are going to the crows home showdown think there is one the yes, second, second one, one. second one yeah. yep. and we're going to be decked out in our port gear and because uh, we have <laughs> the couple of the people we sit next to at crows games they're going to be crows people because they are and we're going to be uh, we're going to be port supporters that day so that'll be fun and you're saying that not as a, a, a nova uh, entertainment employee we we are major sponsors yeah. i think of uh, port adelaide really something like that no, i don't know i have no allegiance what's, okay. what's, what's going to happen uh, one day one day if uh, it happens that they both get into a grand final do you watch that yeah. one yeah. that's going to be really really tough isn't it? Well, I suppose we'll be happy no matter who wins, but you, you know, you do, you know how it goes. You tend to start barracking for one or the other. So I, it'd probably be the ports, the port boys, the ports. Treaders will be pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, might make him happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might make him happy. Yeah, so I'm not sure, but that'll be a while, don't you reckon? It'll be a long time, I think. <laughs> Blakey, you you're a superstar. Thanks for joining us on the press box, mate. Thanks, boys. Oh, there you go. John Blake. Uh, gee, he is hilarious. And was that John Blake? Yes, Jeremy yes, yes, yes. Was that John Blake? Was John Amazing. Blake here? He was. I thought, I thought, I thought it was good. <laughs> you thought it was it KG? It is, it is, it is. It Love is that. muggy, muggy, muggy. <laughs> muggy weather. It's oh, muggy. Oh, we have to put up a link on our, our social pages, I think, as some of the best of Jeremy Corder. Uh, let's get into this. It's our very favourite segment. 
pass or fast. And it's got a stinger this week. Yes. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's a disgrace. <laughs> Beautiful. Deary me. That is sensational. You stepped it up here the press that? Box. Yeah, it is really, yeah, we're really and, getting And uh, shout out to Simon Hill too. That's a very good choice of word. <laughs> I'll, he, I'll have to tell Simon stuff. tomorrow. I'll get to speak with there him we on go. the show. I'll have to tell him he's in our pass or fast segment. Uh, okay, kick us off, Dale. Well, we, you nearly went a, bit, a little bit too early with the Tom Wilson uh, yep. to uh, basketball to AFL, but uh, Kyle Chalmers, the swimming champs, national swimming champs, oh, are no. here this he's week. Like, you're kidding me. He's not going to get out of the pool, is he? Kyle Chalmers to play AFL after Tokyo Olympics. Oh, oh, piss oh, off. oh come on. Dale. Dale. Fast. Port Adelaide boy? Fast. Get serious for a minute. Has, take, has, take, has played football before. Dale, have <laughs> grown a good, up with football. I've played footy in my backyard before. I'm not playing. Dale, AFL. have a good hard <laughs> Mate, the look at yourself. A, the bloke's a swimming sensation. Why would he want to leave the pool? He can go to the Olympics. He, you can't do that in the AFL. He just won a national championship a just do, doing a breaststroke. Fast, he doesn't Dale. even. I think it all happened. What are you thinking? Where did this come from? This is a brain fart for you. You're better than this. I think there's a lot more money to be made in AFL than there being an Olympic gold medalist. He'll have oh. two Olympic gold medals by then. He'll, he'll win in Tokyo. He doesn't, he's going to be Hands satisfied down. with two. He'll, he'll win two and then AFL dream what if, what becomes Ian, alive. What if Ian Thorpe decided, ah, oh, look, I've got big feet. I can kick some big goals. I'll, I'll bugger off the AFL. I played a bit of that when I was He'd a young kid. Play NRO. He's probably He couldn't be satisfied with two gold medals. I think it might happen. No. All right. Pass. Moving on. Charles, Pass. You're a, you're a nutbag. Pass. Moving right along, the AFL sliding rule, pass or fast? Fast. Fast. Oh, that's a horrid rule. I yeah, can't it's believe awful, they, isn't would, it? they would give uh, a free kick for someone that's just going to... The one that uh, that Ebert got on the weekend, that was oh. an absolute farce. It's, they've got to change the rule. I know they, they brought it in because they wanted to stop broken legs and things, but geez, now players are milking it for all it's worth. Mm, it's, it's, look, look, it's a terrible look for the game too. Oh, it's so bad. They're exploiting a rule, which it's just going against all things football. The whole um, message of... Get your head over the footy mm. and be first to the pack. It's you, you can't do it anymore. Like what are you what are you meant to do? Stand around the ball and look at it until <laughs> wait for someone else to oh, come on. That's what uh, Dangerfield so tweeted yep. uh, yesterday. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you're growing up and you want to play football, don't put your head over the ball. Oh, now. That's it. That's the number one rule as well. Every uh, every kid in yeah. Australia gets get your head about, over the ball. Get your head over the ball. It's number one in the footy. Fast, fast. Okay, moving on the the oak. Oak Bank Racing Carnival. What do you got against the got Oak that? Bank yeah, Racing yeah, Carnival? Just on the menu. Is it a pass or is it a fast? Well, it's a pass. Oh, I enjoy it. It's a pass for me. Pass. It's, it's good. It's a great weekend. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh. you're dirty against it. Oh, there you go. What's, what are, what's going on here? Are you, are you going? No, I'll be, I'll, I'm not actually. <laughs> that's right. The crowds are dwindling. Yeah. It's, it needs to get revamped. I can't go. I go every year. I can't go this year because I'm working AFL. But I would mm. be there if I could be. Mm. I still support. I think it's great. The only thing that annoyed me, though, so I used to go every Saturday. Last year, I went with my partner and her family, and we went on the Monday instead. And that was that. I didn't enjoy that as much because okay. the you didn't get to. Not everyone was there having a great time like you would on a Saturday. We got the whole weekend. People are drinking. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic atmosphere. Monday, there's less people got work the next day. No one's really drinking as much, and it doesn't have the same racing sort of carnival vibe about it. But if they just went hard on the Saturday, like, and they just made the big event, the big one-day event, I think that would work better. So no, no Monday, no, no Monday racing. Just make it all one. Yeah, big I think they've event. definitely got some improvements to make for yes. sure. But it's a pass for me still. Mm-hmm. Everyone should go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Go go to Oak Bank. 
Supported. Actually, can we get on our Twitter sphere? Can yes. we ask people what they think of Vote Bank? I think we should get yeah, a poll absolutely. up there and say how what people think of Vote Bank. Is it is it uh, you know should they go for one day or, or it should be two days for the Saturday and the Monday? Jace, you are driving our Twitter. I'm trying sphere to. I'm trying to get. I'm well trying done. to just get uh, you know the people from in Spain and Barcelona <laughs> that are listening to us. I'm just give them a little bit of <laughs> some, a something, something to uh, get around us. All right. Next one. Dusty Martin's bird. <laughs> pass or pass. <laughs> you can't do that. There's kids watching him. Yeah. They go, I don't want to be Dustin Martin. I want to get the fake tats and I want to put the bird up. No, you can't do it. You can- I'm yeah, sorry. It's a farce. Come on. You can't it's do it. It's a farce. It is fast. Fast? Yeah. Bad work, Dusty. Okay. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns. What about them? Were we wrong? <laughs> we were wrong. <laughs> were, were we wrong, pass or fast? We were very wrong. That's a pass. You know, they're only, what, one point off being undefeated. They were oh. unbelievable. Two, two points, wasn't it? Or two points. Two points. Two free kicks away from being three in zip. Wow. Oh, unbelievable. Gee whiz. But how... how and the how Queensland teams they, would be six in zip. All three of us had them rock bottom this year. Jason didn't have them winning a game. <laughs> no, I think we all said they'd win one. <laughs> well, I picked a hard money on them last week, so I let them be out of them for at least one game. <laughs> oh, jeez. But they, uh, the, the Jace Kemp Cup, by the way, uh, over <laughs> the, the weekend, the Bulldogs oh. and the Suns, that was a ripper. <laughs> Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are going all right, actually, even though they lost to the Suns, but they, uh, they're they not doing too bad. They were one mm. kick away from being three zip, too. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got ahead of themselves over the weekend. They wrote a story about, um, is this the first time since... I think I can't remember what year it was. Might have been 2017. That uh, the Bulldogs kick over 120 points, and I thought, gee whiz, they haven't even played yet. And then the Suns go and beat them, and they couldn't kick 70. <laughs> Didn't even Come get halfway. On. Gee whiz. Okay, Kane Kane Corns's uh, column in the Advertiser last week said that uh, Port had won the Chad Wingard trade. Have Port Adelaide won the Chad Wingard trade? Pass or absolutely fast? not. Fast. That's fast. a fast call. You know, we've seen Wingard, he's popped up on the weekend, just able to win win the game for the Hawks. Kick three goals. One of them is an absolute crack. He'll be up for a goal, nom- a goal of the year nomination. So uh, it's not over yet. It's only early. Um, I know that Connor Rosie's a, a, a good player, but he might not be a Chad Wingard. Chad Wingard's an All-Australian player. Yep. So... We'll see. He's yeah. an X Factor. Might have went a little bit early, Kane. Yeah. Might have went a little <laughs> bit early. Even played a game. Yeah, or played a, a game. <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, did fire him up though. So oh, uh, yeah. So uh, as long as uh, Chad Wingard doesn't bring that uh, against the power, that's mm. all right. So, but but no, nah, fast Kane. That was a little bit early. Um, now the uh, the stretcher man at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> oh, no, driving the the guy <laughs> driving Paul Seisman off Adelaide Oval. Is uh, is he a pass or is or was he a fart? It was the longest. It was the longest <laughs> time that the stretchers or the cart has ever been driven around. He literally took it from one end of Adelaide over to the other, <laughs> and, then he, and then he beelined for every player on the way, just so, a, so Paul Seisman could to get a uh, to get a send off. Who gave him the license? Has he got? A, is he on his learners or something? He needs his dad sitting <laughs> yes. alongside him to say where to go. I mean, seriously, mate, how hard is it just go towards the race? It's over there. Just get out of the ground. He had a, People... bigger, he had a bigger lap of honour than the AFLW before. <laughs> Come on. But oh. the seed should have just called Rowie on the on the uh, scooter and just went <laughs> straight off. <laughs> I tell you what, out of that though, I did I did like how all the uh, the Geelong boys went over to him. I thought that was a nice yes. touch and they all you know, it's horrible to see someone go down with a, a bad knee injury and they all the Geelong boys went over and shook his hand as well. So that was yeah. nice. And they'll it. go, Oh, we'll see you in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> A better, hey, good thing it's not a season-ending injury, though. Just oh, just quietly. It's very, very Best good outcome they could have hoped for. Amazing. So, yeah, it didn't look good, though. Showdown. They reckon showdown. Yeah, Ooh. show back for the showdown. Yes, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Sleevesman. Mm. 
I like him with the long sleeves. Just saying. I think. I think. I actually quick pass or fast. Long sleeves in AFL. Pass or fast? Pass. Massive pass. Yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah good. Sure. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's controversial. Some people don't like them. But uh, if, if, if someone if someone runs out in a long sleeve jumper that rarely wears it, yeah, then you then you know there's something up. Mm. There's something up when they've got a you know a shoulder injury or something. Not right, with the something wrong, or they're just they he don't, just they, rocks they, it. They don't like with the cold. Swagger. Yeah. What about short socks? I remember a couple of years ago, or a few years short ago, now, yeah, Scotty West got fined for cutting his socks in. I don't know, <laughs> so, yeah, cutting his socks in half and making him shorter. I know you can just roll them down. I think yeah. that's okay. Not well, short socks. Yes, <laughs> they pulled him up because they. I think they got picked up by one of the commentators. Bizarre. And because they said, "Oh, your, shock, your socks aren't rolled down," and they and they had to look closer to look at his socks, and they'd they'd been stitched up oh, to make oh. him shorter. Oh wow! Come on, Scotty. <laughs> Jeez. No, that's a fast. That's that is a fast. That's a fast. <laughs> that's a fast. Da- darning your, your socks fast. Fair dinkum. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Scotty West. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all your passes or fasts. That, that, that's it. I think it's uh, footy tips time. All right. Footy tips time. All right. It's, uh, another cracking Thursday night coming up. We've got Sydney versus Melbourne. At the, uh, at at, the SCG. At the oh. falling apart turf stadium. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> who who who's gonna tip? Who's gonna be bold enough to make the first tip here? Because I can't pick any of them. Uh, I'm gonna go Melbourne. I'm going Melbourne as well. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna beat. They're gonna roll Sydney. Are they really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney. Yep. Yeah. They've already been beaten on their right, own. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip Sydney just for the sake of that now. All right, Collingwood versus the Bulldogs Friday night MCG. Collingwood. Collingwood. The Bulldogs. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and you know what happened? Calling would be up at three quarter time. Get on my multi. Goals. Get on my back. Get on my back. We've got a, we've got a multi rolling. Here All we right. go. Saturday, Geelong versus GWS. Cats. Cats easily. Gee, this is a great game, a actually. Game. Is this at Cadinia Park? Yes, it is. What? Oh, oh, I should bring the moon. Hard, okay, hard bring to the pick the Giants back. now. Oh, why? Yeah. You were at the Geelong. Um, oh, I'd like to pick the Giants, but the Cats here at home, you can't go past them. I'm going to go GWS. Essendon Whoa. versus the Lions. The Lions are very good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Brisbane easily. Yeah, I think the Lions for that one as well. Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Port don't win this game. Nope. Uh, curtains, you reckon? Yep. Power by plenty. Yeah. Port have to win. Power have to win. It's a must win. Uh, Port Adelaide. North Melbourne versus Adelaide. Oh, <laughs> this is a must win for you guys this too. Is, this is so hard to pick because even though North Melbourne haven't looked great, they are more than likely just to bounce out of the sheds here and and do us over. No. We'll be one and three after. I mean, oh, I'm so nervous. Crows, crows, will win. crows, crows will win. Crows will win comfortably. Crows with no confidence. Crows, Com- crows will win. Crows comfortable. All right. West Coast so. versus. Last Fre- time you said they were done by Hawthorne by eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. The Derby over in Perth. West Coast versus Fremantle. Fremantle. No Fife, no Frio. Eagles easily. Yeah. How amazing have Frio been at Optus, though, the last two times they've played at home this year, though? They've been unbelievable. Uh, West Coast. Mm. Sunday, Gold Coast versus Carlton. Love the Gold Coast right now. I'm getting on the wagon. Yep. I'm actually going to tip Gold Coast. <laughs> Get on board. <laughs> Gold Coast all the way. And the last game of the round, St. Kilda versus Hawthorne. Jeez, Hawthorne. this will be a tough one. Hawthorne, please. Yeah, Chad Wingard will star again. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Saints will win. Yeah, I'm going Saints as well. Saint Kilda will win. We'll see who uh, gets on top next week. What is the multi? We got, we All right, four... so the multi will be. <laughs> no, here we go. We're going to go. We're going to go. Park. We're going to go Park for a bit. Of, for a bit of coin, we're going to go Dude, Melbourne. Stack the odds, won't it? We're going to go Melbourne into GWS into Brisbane 
And then Ooh. as a last one, we'll go Gold Coast. Wow. There we go. You earn a few quid. I Let's like get it. on that multi. No, that's not a multi. The Bulldogs aren't in it. Yeah, I know. You need the Bulldogs in there. You need the Bulldogs? All right, let's put the Bulldogs in. <laughs> let's put the Bulldogs in. It's a five-leg multi in the AFL season where I haven't got more than four tips every week <laughs> so far this year. It's going to be a tough one. But, hey, that's a, that's a great uh, great show so far. John Blake was absolutely outstanding. I hope you at home it enjoyed is, it. It is. He, hey, you know what we do need to do, though? I think it's going to be our mission. Mm-hmm. He pulled out a little bit of KG. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get KG and Cornsy, the star duo on this show at some stage this year. The people that started it all really in Adelaide Radio, Talkback oh. Radio. We have to do that. If we do it, that would be pretty cool. That'd be some achievement. All right, let's 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 have a crack at that. Or do we just bring Blakey back in? <laughs> <laughs> he can do both You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's on our side. Well done, you too, Jace. Dale. Good work from you, my man. Thanks, man. Uh, well, let's and, and up the Adelaide and uh, Port Adelaide boys this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Let's do it all again next week on the Press Box when we have Ep7 drop.